Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Just Fans Podcast as we get into another week of pre uh, not preseason, offseason, excuse me. Uh, we don't have much, we don't have really just news for y'all this week, so we, we but we do got some NFL news. Of course, we're gonna start off with Kaepernick. Um Cap basically Goodell gave the okay for Kaepernick to get signed. But Pete Carroll had made some comments about Kaepernick and also uh, the char- uh, Lynn and uh, Mark Davis from the Raiders said that they would like to uh, try out Kaepernick. Um, Chris, uh, how 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 is this about with Kaepernick and what teams is what teams are out there that could sign him? Um, I, you know what? It's it's good that there's some uh, talk going on that you know that uh, that he can be signed. And that he should be signed, you know. I think what uh, I think Anthony Lynn said it. Um, you'd be crazy not to want to bring him in, and that's kind of funny because the last three years nobody brought him in, you know, to at least take a look right. at him. Uh, so I just found that kind of weird the way he said that. I mean, I know that there's a there was a lawsuit before and all that junk, but I, at least I'm happy that he's gonna hopefully get a shot somewhere. San Diego without it, I mean, San Diego, whoops, the Chargers without a doubt is a great spot for him because, I mean, they really just got Tyrod Taylor as their starter. Um, they got the kid they just drafted. I don't think they're going to push him in to start week one. So I think uh, having Kaepernick to, to come in for a look, that would be great. I, you know, it makes the most sense for them. The Raiders owner gave the okay to bring him in. You know, they got Mariota as their backup. So that's not a huge need over there, but hey, why not bring him in? Um, and uh, well, with the Chargers, I mean, like I said, it's a great thing. I personally would want to bring Ken Newton in first before Kaepernick if I'm looking for some kind of a backup or a starter that the Chargers are looking for. Kaepernick would be, to me, a better position where you need a backup, you know, not more a starter. I think he would be in a better position to be a backup at this point because he hasn't played for three years. He is 31, 32 years old. So all that has to be taken in consideration in deciding to bring this guy in, you know, without a doubt, bring him in for a tryout. There's nothing, doesn't hurt to bring him in for that, but to actually have him on your team to start, I don't know. That's, that's a little risky. I think, especially for a team like the Chargers, that, you know, they have a chance at the playoffs this year. They got a pretty good team. So, um, like I said, I would bring in Ken Newton first, but uh, I'm, I'm happy for Kaepernick, you know, hopefully getting a shot somewhere. Yeah. Um, this, this is really confusing to me. Like Chris uh, kind of said earlier was the whole, this guy's name never came up in any kind of conversation last year or the year before. Um, of teams wanting to bring him in, why is all of us? Why is it all of a sudden the new thing to want to try him out? I don't understand what has changed. He still hasn't played, been playing football for what the last three years, um, and uh, we still have the issue that's kind of hanging uh, hanging over everyone's head, which is the kneeling issue. You know, is are we over with that? You know, is that what the issue is? I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, 
uh, like uh, another thing Chris said that, that I totally agree with is the fact that uh, Cam Newton is out there. Are you prioritizing him over Cam Newton? Uh, I don't, I, I don't, that don't make any sense to me either. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think, uh, Colin Kaepernick should get a shot in the NFL. Uh, but for me at this point, unless he could prove different, he's a camp body, you know? So if you want to sign him for the minimum, just to have him around, see what he still has, then I, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think that would hurt anybody because, you know, they do that all the time. NFL teams do that all the time where they have players come in, sign a couple hundred grand contract or whatever. Sometimes a minimum, sometimes like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. And uh, if you show out, they give you a contract. If you don't, they cut you, you know. I think he should at least get that opportunity. Um, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think he deserves anything more than that because to me, he hasn't proven that he could still play football. So, uh, that's the end of that's that. Um, um, in my opinion, there's a lot of people uh, posturing, using this circumstance, these circumstances to show, you know, I'm a cool guy. You know, I was always with the movement when when the movement was really going on. You know, they were quiet, a.k.a. Pete Carroll. You know, he had a chance to sign Kaepernick whilst everything was hot. And he did not. And then he kind of made up a story, which in my opinion, he made up saying that somebody called him to ask about Kaepernick. Why would anybody call you to ask you about Kaepernick? You never coached him. You was never in a locker room with him. Why? There, there's multiple coaches. Even his head coach that basically made his career, that's in college right now, Jim, um, Jim Harbaugh, why didn't they call him? Why didn't they call his XF offensive coordinator, his ex-quarterbacks coach? You know, that's the guys that, to me, that would be called. Why Pete Carroll? To me, it's just Pete Carroll trying to use, again, you know, like a lot of people are right now, using the circumstances to kind of prop themselves up. You know, like, oh, yeah, I was always with this, the movement, but you weren't. You know, you were quiet. You weren't saying anything when everything was hot. Now everybody is with it. You want to be with it too. So, you know, that's one thing, you know, I think I've said it before on this podcast. I think the situations are both separate. I think what Cap always did, uh, what he's, he kneeled for, uh, is um, significant. Um, it's something that was his right to do. Um, I know a lot of people uh, um, disagree with it or whatever. But I think his football career is separate. Unfortunately, because of political reasons, people have joined the two. I think they're they're so they're definitely uh, different subjects. I think, like I said before, um, unless he could prove that he could play football at an elite level, I he would just be a camp body. That's my opinion. Uh, but he could have, he should at least get a shot. Mm. Oh man. Uh... We we know Kaepernick is not football ready as Cam Newton. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not. I don't. Well, we talked about this last week when I asked the question um, about uh, Kaepernick. What what are even things with the NFL? And we all agreed, no, it's not. Um, but it seems like, but it seems like they like not just the owners, but maybe the coaches or the GMs is pushing it to try to to try to like end things. Like, okay, we we done did it. 
now now y'all can calm down a little bit it, it's just it's this this uh situation is just so weird to me and and if Kaepernick gets signed then uh before Cam Newton I think I think this is <laughs> I think this is more stupid than anything as an NFL uh fan this is stupid <laughs> and I'm not hating on Kaepernick I would like to see Kaepernick get signed but between those two quarterbacks, Cam Newton is a, is a much better quarterback than Kaepernick. Oh, no doubt. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not even – there's no question about that. I, I mean – and you know what? Cam Newton can't just sign with any team out there either. Like, like let's just say, for example, before the Jets got um, – what's his name as the backup now? Uh, Flacco, right? They really needed a better right. backup. They, but they could not bring Cam Newton in to be the backup quarterback to Sam Donald, right? You got a young quarterback right. building around. You don't want any distraction whatsoever by bringing in Cam Newton. Cam Newton comes in, let's say he lights it up in practice and looks great. You know, some of the some of his uh, teammates are gonna be like, "Yo, this guy is great, man. This guy won an MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. You know, maybe he might be a better fit right now instead of." Donald, especially if Donald has a bad week or two, you know, some of the players might be saying, hey, you know what, let's bring the former MVP and former Super Bowl quarterback in for, a, you know, let's, let, let's get him starting. So that teams don't want that either. So I got that. But a team like the Chargers, who has Tyrod Taylor right now as their starter, makes 100% sense to bring in a guy like Cam Newton. So to me, it makes, it makes no sense not to, not to bring him in to at least – Check him out physically, see how he is. Maybe he's still rehabbing. I don't know. But from some of the videos he's posted, he looks great. Obviously, I know it's just a video. But you know what? I would bring that guy in over over uh, Kaepernick in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would bring him in. I mean, it makes no sense, right? I mean, like you said, it would be stupid if Kaepernick gets signed before New before Cam Newton does. But I think the situations also are, are kind of, you know, uh, directing who you're going to sign as well. You don't want to bring Cam Newton in when you already got a starter in place that you're building around and you, you know, like, like I said, with the Jets, for an example, uh, a team that the Chargers could use a starter without a doubt. That's a, that's a no, no brainer to bring in Cam Newton over Kaepernick. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes because they're both going to get signed. I think I really do. I, I can't see Cam Newton sitting out the whole year. That, that would make no sense. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah, uh, um go right ahead, that one one other reason um that that this that this matters is uh I think I think part of another uh subject that we we were about to we were going to talk about is the extension of um apparent extension of uh uh players on the roster or or your practice squad. Um if you 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 know this the you know maybe because of the coronavirus we're talking about people getting the corona that might have to be uh, fourteen days away from the team or whatever and you need more bodies you know there's just more opportunity for people to get signed under those circumstances so you know like you said like you said Chris there's you know to in in my opinion I agree that there's a big there's a really big chance that both these guys get shots this year. Yeah, I agree to it. Um, I, I know this topic was off. I thought we wasn't gonna have no Jets news, but we got one one to talk about. And I know I know so no, we're gonna be kinda over it, but 
uh, Miles Garrett <laughs> was supposed to have a big, big deal, uh, a mega deal, and Jamal Adams then then um, congratulate him. But not only that, of course, he he said out his mouth that he hasn't spoken to the GM since January, and he wants his deal, and he's frustrated. So, so Charmin, where, 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 like, where does, like, where does Jamal Adams come, come with this, and how is, how is this going to play out? I will say that this is, uh, um, this is probably for a Jets fan the most annoying part of being a football fan for any team. Um, if you minus his, his basically um, negotiating through through uh, the media or through uh, social media, unfortunately. Um, if you cut that out, um, any kind of negotiation between teams is really annoying because um, like I have stated more than on more than one occasion, if we're talking about a super elite player, there's always some kind of contention unless that player is probably one of one, which is we're talking about there's only probably a handful of guys. Like if, Aaron Rodgers is going to sign a contract. Nobody bats an eye. You know, if uh, Tom Brady is going to sign a contract, there's no, you know, if, ands, or buts about how much money he's going to get paid or when. You know, nobody bats an eye about that stuff. But when we're talking about a player that we know that he's great, but there's a question about his position on the field, you know, is it elite? Is it is it a is it a premium position in the NFL, which I in my opinion is the kind of football we um, that that exists in the NFL right now. Safeties, especially versatile safeties, on the level of Adams is uh, is actually premium. Um, but uh, but you know I'm saying all this to say that the argument just basically is always a point of contention for fans. What is making it worse is the fact that this man keeps having this conversation out in the open. None of us, not the media, not Facebook, not Twitter, not nobody in the, has any kind of power in, this, in persuading or dissuading the Jets on how much they give Jamal Adams. It's up to the front office on what they do. So those conversations that he's having out in the open makes no sense to me. If you want to actually have a conversation with the people that could um, make or break how much money you make or where you go, it's not with us. We as fans, we, for the most part, Jets fans want Adams around. Um, we don't want him to go. We think that having an elite player like him is a, is a plus. You know, we don't want him to go. For, you know, there, of course, there's always the fringe people that are like, let him go, you know, let him go already. <laughs> you know, but but in reality, for the most part, everybody's like, yeah, man, we want best Jets players to stay around, especially homegrown types. Um, but uh, what, what are you arguing about? You know, because fans are saying stuff on Twitter. Nobody has anything to do nowadays, man. Half of the nation is still at home, you know, Everybody's on Twitter all day. You know, they have nothing else to talk about. So anything that comes up, man, they talking about it. You can't ignore that. You're not above that. You know, I mean, come on, though. I, I, you know, I've said it over and over again, and I've defended the kid because I know 
in my like studying his film how great of a player he is and the the like i was i was stating to a, a friend of mine just yesterday his trajectory is out of this world if this guy stays healthy and keeps growing at this rate he will be an all world player as in on the same Mount Rushmore of safeties at guys like Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu. That's saying something, you know. That's how much I feel like he's great of a player. But this is really annoying. I can't. You sitting here having a conversation with people on Twitter about or on 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 whatever the other app is, um, you know, about about oh you don't want oh you don't want um I'm, I just want to be taken care of. It's not up to us. It's not up to anybody on Twitter. It's not any, up to anybody on any social media app to make a decision on what you get paid and if you get paid. So we could have our opinions till the cows come home. We're never going to be able to encourage the Jets to sign you or not sign you. You know, so if you're not speaking to Adam Gase and uh, JD or, or the owner of the Jets, or the Johnsons, I mean, it don't matter. You you put it you put it out there that nobody has reached out to you. No, don't say that to me. Call Adam Gates. Hey man, what's going on? You know, I thought I was your boy. You know, call <laughs> call Greg Williams. Hey Greg Williams, man, what's the deal? You want me or not? You understand me? These are the people that influence your money. These are the people you're having these conversations with. Not Twitter dudes. Twitter dudes are just people sitting at their computer with nothing else to do but antagonize a millionaire. They don't. They don't ever nothing. have right. nothing. <laughs> but so many people think that you know they're they're the GMs. So. Oh 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 oh! You you guys don't want to take care of me. Oh I I I I gotta go. I gotta go. What what do you mean you gotta go? What does that have to be? What does that have to do with anything? You know. You having a conversation and getting mad at a Twitter guy because he wants you to go. He doesn't want you to get your money. What does that have to do with anything? If Joe, if Joe Douglas says some, some stuff like, hey, you know what? I love you, man, but I don't know if he's going to pay you right now. Then, all, then, don't get, then you have all the right to get mad and say whatever you want to JD, whatever you want to Greg Williams, because they're the ones that actively stopping you from getting paid. Twitter has nothing to do with it. And that's the annoying part of this. I love the kid, but he is grating on my last nerve with this thing. Grow up already, dude. Be more mature than this. Right. You know. Exactly. He's to me he's acting very immature, kind of selfish, you know, especially especially with the situation with the whole COVID-19 thing going on and you know, there's so many questions you know, because of that, because next year, like we, we spoke a couple of times about it, we don't know what the cap's going to be next year. So if it's lowered, you know, the Jets might have to try to figure out a way to fit more guys in and, you know, keep Adams at a lower, a lower, you know, value next year. And then the following year, yeah, then they'll sign him to a big contract. But, you know, because hopefully things will be normal next year, but not this year, you know, but I, I, I agree. I agree. Because Garrett, to me, He's in the same, basically the same position as Adams, right? They both got a year left on their contract, on their rookie deal. Um, so they're, they're both looking to cash in. 
that both Adams is the top safety. You know, is Garrett the top edge rusher? Hey, he's up there, close. right? Close, right. So he's, you could give him the same argument with Adams, right? So both teams are in the same situation where like, hey, you know what? We don't know what the cap's going to be next year, so I don't want to sign you to a deal. And then, you know, next year it drops, and then, you know, we might get in trouble. I mean, they both got space under the cap right now to do it, but I can understand the teams kind of saying, you know what? Let's wait another year. Let's get this. Let's get through this, you know, and, and maybe they did say that to the players. I don't know. You know, but to me, Adams, if they told him that, say, listen, dude, we love you. We want to keep you here forever. Just can you hang in one more year and we will take care of you. We're going to make up for it, you know, and all that. I'm, I'm sure they, they've had decent conversations or they should, so, like you said, so Chris, talk to him. So, Chris, listen, listen to this, though, right? And, and, and this is my, my, my part of this, right, that, that, that is kind of uh, confusing to me. Um, uh, when did they, when did the Carolina Panthers sign uh, their running back? McCaffrey. Yeah, that was how long ago? That was what, like a few weeks ago? Ooh, no, uh, like one, one or two uh, months ago. It was a couple like months one ago. One or two right? months ago. Yeah. Right. So, so well, it was basically whilst Corona was going on, right? Right. It wasn't right. And the reason yeah. why I'm trying, I'm, I'm pointing that out, is because I'm. I'm trying to make like I, like I have pointed out before. Um, I don't think this pandemic really has anything to do with the cap or the salary cap. To tell you the truth, and and you and I'll I'll explain why I think that is. I think um, I think there's always an, in large organizations like that there's a multiple contingency plans always in place because these are contracts, you know, and they're basically backed by um they're backed by insurance you know because this is large sums of money They're, you know you can't just say oh i don't have it right now <laughs> this is this is not a, a we're not at a, ta- a, a crap stable or, or you understand me like we're playing poker or anything like that and you can't even say that there but but you understand what i'm trying to say is that the money is allotted it's not money that's liquid sitting you know it's money that's sitting around waiting to be used that's already allotted for you know for whatever it's supposed to be so if you if you have like let's say 50 million right now that 50 million is not money that's you know that's that you have to liquidate somehow liquid you know um, um property to get or something like that that money is already allocated to that so i don't think that's the issue i don't think that is the issue right now i think I think basically I, there's no, almost no team, if you realize, no team with a, with a player with the fifth-year option right now, even the high-end players are getting signed. That's not a money issue. To me, that is, that is the teams basically playing cat and mouse, in my opinion. You know, they want to draw these contracts out for as long as they could. Right. Um, they, because that is what they wanted in the first place. Remember, it, you know, think about it. The players wouldn't come up with that idea, with that five-year contract crap, because they knew they would get stuck in there. You know, that's not that's that's a that's a, a plus for the for the organization, and the organization knows, especially the Jets. When you're talking about a team that's actually coming from under a GM that has been very, uh, 
you know, all over the place with their money, you know, kind of being, you know, he, you know, trying to get the, the Jets cap back to a place where it's more manageable, uh, man, manageable, you know, and it, you know, and, and makes sense, you know, it's hard. And, and, and a lot of that has, you know, especially going forward, we know that we down Donald will have to be signed, you know, um, we, there's other th- people that has to be signed too. So Adams is not the only one. So they have to basically, in my opinion, make up a way to manage this properly. And I think it sounds like to me, not the Jets only, but a lot of other teams in the NFL, it's kind of biding. They're just biding time. They're just biding time so that they could basically <clears throat> stretch the contracts almost to its end. Uh, and course, and yeah. just Absolutely. so just so that they, you know, just so that they could, you know, because I think I I don't think in reality, you know, it's come it's come to my 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 um, you know, like my attention that it's that it it just seems like the like no, nobody wants to sign their players right now. They want to go into the off season and then sign them. That's what they want to do. They want to sign them in last minute. That way, whichever they'll have a lot of money to play with, if in case something happens. And if anything doesn't happen, then at the end of it, they, you know, they could say, hey, listen, there you go. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. They're, they're, they're trying to wait it out as long as they can. They want to save some money. That's what it's coming down to, no doubt. Just like the player wants his money up, you know, he wants his money up more up front. So I, I understand that end, you know. I just don't know if McCaffrey was coming out like Adams was on Twitter and stuff. Like, I don't think no, I'd follow him. No, so he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't, right? I mean, they just gave it to him. And you got to remember, too, Carolina's going through a new head coach, whole new regime. So maybe, you know, this is a way to kind of, you know, tell the fans, listen, we're still – we're not giving up. You know, we're not selling off our team. We're still going to keep our star players, that kind of thing. Maybe that's also has a lot to do with signing McCaffrey. I don't know. But the Jets should be thinking about that, too. But – I understand also they, they got to think about next year. They, McCaffrey was signed in April. So April, no, 13, no. April 13th yeah. was the date. Two months. That was like months, three, months three weeks before they shut everything. That was three weeks, uh, bef- like, as they shut everything down towards the right. pandemic. So maybe they had this contract already working on before that. I guess you know what you I mean? Correct. So, right. so maybe it was before the league – and the owners started saying, hey, you know what, we might have to lower our salary cap next year if we take a hit this year and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit different situation. I think the Garrett situation and the Adams situation is very, very similar. Um, I just don't know if Garrett is coming out on Twitter and I hate to say complaining as much as Adams is because I don't blame the guy wanting his money, but you just got to do it. And like you said it perfectly, go to the GM. Go to the coach and say, yo, I want to be here for the rest of my, you know, rest of my playing career. I want to be a Jet. Let's do it. Let's work it out. Even if we got to take, even if I got to take more money later on, or let's, as long as it, as long as I'm a Jet for life, I don't care. And if they say, yeah, we'll do it. Can we just wait till next off season and I'll make it up. So maybe that was the conversation. We don't know. But going on Twitter, like you said, is not the right thing to do. Absolutely not. Well, uh, what I'm reading on Instagram, Mr. Adams had a lot to say uh, a few minutes ago, maybe an hour or two ago. (laughs) Yes. 
Pat Mahomes, Mr. Mahomes, 40 to 60 mil. Um, McCaffrey got paid. Uh, if you maybe it's time to move on, can't trick a wizard. I don't think it's more more about that, Adams. I think it's more about them trying to like like you said. Like you, I, I get it. No, don't use the pandemic excuse, but it, it's actually a good reason, <laughs> you know. Because what if what if what if they don't play with no fans and they lose a lot of money? A lot of these players that that has low uh how can I say a low dead cap, um and also the high end, the players that get paid high with a low debt cap could get released just because they have to save their money. This is this is a really crazy situation, and I, I get it. Adam should get paid, and we always talk about this. Um, if it was up to Mac, Mac would have done it. But now that we have a new GM, it's a different. This is a whole different scenario, and this is this is really getting ugly. This is really getting ugly. And if things don't work out soon, I can see Adams getting traded. And I hate to say that, but y'all know that I talked about this more than one time, that I could actually see him getting traded. It's a possibility. Listen, if he, if he now, like you said, <laughs> if he comes up with what he just said on Twitter and stuff, that, hey, maybe it's time to move on. Is that meaning it's time to move on with a trade? Or does that mean it's time to move on and put this contract – in the background and just say, hey, let, let me just go and play. I mean both. I hope I, I you see I that know. you see to me that's the issue at the end of the day. Because when you make converse when you make conversations and you say things on, on on social media, you know what happens? Just what happened to Chris happens. Your message gets lost in the source. Basically that's what it is. It's because nobody could really understand what you're trying to say. So, so everybody could glean from what you're saying a myriad of things. You know, they could switch it and, and, and chip it and whatever to what, and form it into whatever they want the opinion, especially if they have an agenda already. So why are you making these conversations? Why are you making these tweets or, or, or whatever the hell it is? You know, it's annoying to me, again. I will. I, I had this conversation with our good friend Kyle. I will never understand the generation of social media people. You know, I listen. I am not saying that it's bad or anything. All I'm saying is there's certain conversations that you just don't need to be having on these platforms. This is a business conversation between you and an organization. Why is it right. that you're publicly having this conversation? Would you go stand on the corner and have conversations with, with, <laughs> with people walking in the street about how much money you're going to get paid? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so why are you having this conversation on Twitter or whatever the hell the other app is? Like I keep always forgetting because I never, I don't have an account with, <laughs> with them. I right. just, I, it just, I just don't get it. I, it's annoying to me, especially on the level that you are as a, as a as a, a player and a human being in on this planet, like and people think of you as a, as a star, and, and you know, basically you're a millionaire, you're high end. Man, listen, I don't care. I just watch you play football, and like I said before, I love you as a football player, bro. You're great. I don't have an issue as a football player. I don't even have an issue if you're getting your money because I've said it over and over again. I think you're an elite player and I think you should get paid. 
but I'm sorry. You have a five-year contract. If you want to get technical, they don't have to sign you. You could say whatever you want right, right. now, but they don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have to do a thing. You could cry from the top of the hill. Nobody cares because they're just going to extend that until they extend that. And right before you become a free agent, they could just trade you if they want to. So all your crying matters none. Like I said before, come, man, listen, Mr. Johnson, can we meet up for dinner? Man, we need to talk, man. Greg, man, Greg Williams, come on, bro. You know, I'm gonna meet you wherever you want to meet. All right, let's go. Let's talk. You know, Adam, Adam, man, Adam Gates, come on, bro. Let's go. L listen, I want to play. I want to be here with you, man. Man, do something. Help me out here. That's who matters. Mr. Twitter and Mr. Whatever doesn't care. <laughs> they have their own agendas. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll see who, uh, just like you said, you can't trick a wizard, so we'll see who's the wizard <laughs> at the end of, the end of this. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, the, right. He said you can't trick a wizard. I guess that means you can trick a smart person, but we'll see who's smart at the end. Do you love NFL football fun and booze? Join us at Thurston Gold Podcast every Saturday night for weekly NFL coverage, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, and beer reviews. We mix expert football analysis with signature drinks, original segments, and lots and lots of laughs. Yes, that's right, football fans. Please join us at Thurston Gold Podcast by heading over to thurstongold.buzzproud.com or search Thurston Gold on the web. If you're tired of boring podcasts, come join our football party. Let's talk about uh, Dr. Fossey uh, in Jackson. First, let's start off with Jackson. Um, Jackson tested positive. Uh, Kareem Jackson of the, uh, the Broncos tested positive for coronavirus. And he said he'd been quarantined for about two weeks now, and he's doing a lot better. Um, but also, uh, Dr. Fossey said earlier today is that there won't um, – that it might not be a season, and the only way how they uh, play the season is if they if they uh, basically be in a bubble, which I think is ridiculous. But <laughs> um, also the NFL from the NFL Chiefs medical officer on what Fossey said, they said they'll be flexible and adaptable, and which leads to Harbaugh saying that they feel like the health protocols for this season is is kind of difficult and tricky. So, Chris, how is this? How how will this play out? Uh, I don't think anybody really knows how it's going to play out. Um, but I think the NFL is going to. I think they've already said it. Say, so listen, we're we're going to adapt to what happens. You know, if there's a second wave, if there's no second wave, but if there's positive tests on the teams, you know, they've already they're already saying they're going to add up to 16 guys onto the practice squad now. And that'll give them a little bit more extra players on the roster in case something happens where there's a few guys testing positive, which is very possible during the season. We don't know. Um, there's a lot of question marks. And I think they're, they're preparing for every possible situation that's going to come about, you know. And I, I think the travel is going to come up big. Um, See, I, I wish the NFL could do something like the NBA and the NHL and even MLS is doing where they're playing in their one city, 
you know, um, it would definitely help things out, but I don't think you could do that with football. Um, the way it's played, uh, I, I wish they could, but uh, I don't know if there's a big enough city that could hold 32 NFL teams. So um, I, but I think they're just going to prepare themselves. You know, if this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do that. If this happens, we're going to do this. So I, I think at least they're going to have their plan set up. And the one thing that they have the advantage over the NHL, the NFL, all these other sports is they don't start their games regular season games until September. So they're kind of sitting back and seeing how these other leagues are preparing and they're going to learn from them. They're going to say, okay, let's see what happens in a month when they play. If guys start testing positive, then what are we going to do? You know, what are they going to do? And then that's going to go back to, okay, if they did that, we have to do this. So I think they're going to have plan A they're going to start off with. And then plan B, if, this happens if we start getting positive tests, people start getting sick. What are we going to do? Are we going to panic? Are we going to shut down the league for a week or two? No, we're going to do this instead. You know, so I think they're going to have their their plan set up in case anything does happen. Uh, you know, the big thing is going to be our players. Our players going to be willing to go out there that might have diabetes, like uh, Adrian, uh, not Adrian Peterson, like Patrick Peterson Patrick. has already come forward, right? Is he going to come? Is he going to risk his his life, quote unquote, to to play when he could, you know, when he might have a, a more of an issue than a completely healthy guy, you know? And also some of the refs too. They're older, you know. They're more they they're more prone to catching this and getting more sick than some of the players. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, uh, you know, you hate to say it, but it's almost going to be like a week to week situation. Um, Mm. like right now it's great. You know, a lot of the numbers are going down. Some States they're going up obviously, but, um, I think for the most part, you know, most of the cities are going down. So it's a good thing, but we haven't gotten into that stage two, that, uh, the phase, not phase two, but the second wave that Dr. Fauci has mentioned that we might, and very possible might have to go through. And it's going to be even worse than what we've been through. And that's kind of a scary thought, but I just, I'm hoping and I, I would assume that the NFL has all these plans set up, you know, if this doesn't work, you know, if this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do that. I'm sure they're going to let us know eventually what their plans are, but uh, overall it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, um, this is such a complicated conversation, man. Um, I think on the, on the health side, like I think Chris put it beautifully when he said that, um, that the NFL is probably just sitting back and watching what these other organizations are going to do first and then try to implement their own plan, uh, kind of uh, living off of the mistakes or, uh, or uh, win, win uh, you know, or the wins that the other team, the other organization could uh, muster out of this circumstance. I think there's, so there's a, uh, I think there's a lot of things that come into play here. I think um, I think the way the NFL does things with everybody having um, – all the teams have their own team playing. Um, they don't have to walk through regular airports like everybody else. Um, so, so they could uh, do that way. It could be a bubble, but a moving bubble. 
if you understand what if you kind of understand what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. um they could do that and then they could in you know um they could implement other things like basically anybody that catches it you know quarantine you know quarantine them away from the team for the 14 days you know like like they're injured like they have an injury and stuff so there's things that they could do um i i don't think i'm completely out on it yet i i think i think um i think fauci i think dr fauci saying what he said is in and he's basically um looking at the numbers spiking around uh, around the country and that's probably where his opinion is coming from but i think um i think with the way the, an organization like the nfl moves i think i think there is ways they could get away with doing that doing it i don't think it's like the nba i think it's a little different um what the nba is doing um is is a different thing so um I, I'm still a little encouraged. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not completely out on on the NFL season. I think. I think it, it could be done. Uh, only thing I'm gonna say is this: if you know that the deaths, um, like Texas, uh, Florida, like the big, like whichever cases are high, like maybe LA, maybe they should play with no fans. Um, and whichever, like I guess, states has the less deaths, maybe maybe a third or a half. You know, so it won't be completely, totally lost. You know, that's that's not, I feel like that's the way how they should play it ear by ear. But you know, other than that, I, I just want I just want all the players to to get well. You know, that's 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 the number one priority. You know, I, I that's, think that's, that's that's yeah. I, I don't oh, think what they, say, Chris? I'm gonna say I don't think they should go into the season thinking, oh, we're gonna have fans in the stands. I think every every team should should assume that you know what. Let's just go without fans because we can we see the the spikes going on now, and like uh, you mentioned, Dr. Fauci, he's already said that he doesn't even want sports to be going on in October after October because because that's that's when they see this second wave coming, right? So I I mean I I don't know if fans are going to be in the stands. If there are, they're going to be very few. You know, uh, are there going to be fans even willing to do? even willing to go to a game. I mean, I don't know if I'd be willing to go to a game right now if they let me go. I, you know, I, I think it's too risky. Um, so, and, and if there's going to be a second wave, say in October or November or December, you know, that's, I, that's why I don't, I'm not even sure if the teams are saying, okay, we're definitely going to have 25% fans at the games. I think they're, that's That's like the bottom on their list. I think right now they're just hoping to keep these players as healthy as possible, safe as few they safe as possible, and then go from there. Right. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah. We'll play it ear by ear because definitely we're going to be talking about this conversation uh, much into the future. But um, let's let's move along. Um, uh, Kyle Shanahan has a new uh, six-year deal. Uh, they didn't say what the deal was, but but. They, but for what for what uh, Adam Schefter says, uh, he's being paid as a top five coach, um, coach in the NFL. Uh, Sharman, can you give us more more details on why he deserved this six year deal and and you know just give us some inside you know yeah inside of your uh, what is it yeah your, your playbook? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, 
I think I've said it before that uh, he's probably one of my favorite play, play callers in the NFL. I think goes without saying um, the the fact that he could uh, the things that he does the, the you know on the field the way he manipulates defenses is on the you know it's elite. Uh, there's probably only there's a small, a very small cluster of coaches, especially offensive coaches, you would put in his category. Uh, but um, this extension uh, makes sense because if you remember, if you guys remember coming into the year last year, um, off of the six and ten first year and four and twelve season second year, uh, there was kind of rumblings of him being on the hot seat, you know, uh, but. You know, after we going thirteen and three, and you know, transforming a team the way he has, you know, because now you, you know, it's almost like a a bulletproof roster. If you go up and down that roster, man, they 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 don't have that many holes, and um, they still have they play with such fire, man, and they they're so versatile in the way they attack on offense, and they're so mean on defense that. Uh, I think I think the organization is more than you know uh, happy with uh, extending their coach uh, for as long as they could because if he could just keep instilling whatever magic that he has instilled in this in this team, um, if he could just keep doing that, man, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for the lat for the for his you know for the next six years, you know, because most of the players they have on that team is very young players. They don't have a bunch of older guys there. Their QB is young. Their elite defensive players are young. You know, I mean, it's crazy. So um, I think it's well-deserved. I think I understand why they would go go ahead and do that and lock him up. Um, I, I, I still believe that, um, that um, Atlanta shouldn't have let him go. I know what I'm, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I, I believe in him that much. I think, I think he made a mistake in the in the in the Super Bowl, but sometimes you have to look at the body of work and not just one game to kind of uh, judge a go judge a coach or player. So uh, I, I love Shanahan, man, and I think I think uh, I think he's that team is going to be a force to reckon with. Definitely, uh, that 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 extension was well deserved. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely well deserved of an extension. Um, and being paid as a top five coach. I mean, at this point, how many other coaches would you want to start a team with right now other than Shanahan, <laughs> right? Think of it that way. So I think this was a good move on the 49ers, get stability in the coaching room and, uh, and, and go from there. So good move. Yeah, all I'm going to say is I agree with both of y'all. It was a great <laughs> move. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say about that. That's why I said, uh, yeah, I'm gonna let Sharma go into his playbook because I ain't really have much to say about that. Uh let's move, let's move on. Chris, your boy uh Brandon Brooks out for the year. Um long story short, he said he was doing a, a workout. And when he did his workout, basically he heard a pop and that was it. Uh, how important Brandon Brooks is to the Eagles organization and um, and how will this affect the offensive line? Oh, huge. I mean, they probably have arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. And if you've taken away a guy who's been to multiple Pro Bowls already, um, that's, that's a huge blow for them to be out for the whole year. Uh, 
Jason Peters is still out there, so he's probably a possibility. They might bring him in just for a veteran, veteran presence in there. Uh, we know Wilford. Wilford is still out there. We've been talking about him for the past few weeks. So mm-hmm. those are two veteran options. Uh, then they got a the couple of young kids on the roster that they might give a shot to. But this is definitely a huge blow for a team that's, you know, going to be fighting for the playoffs or a Super Bowl this year. Uh, and, and you want to protect your franchise quarterback. So this is going to be a huge blow. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. I mean, I mean, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's, uh, he's up there, man. He's one of the better offensive linemen in the NFL. And you will feel uh, that they will feel that loss. Um, on, especially on the interior of that defense. I think I think Wofford is, is probably the guy I would go for if anything. Um I think he I think he could fit right in there. He's you know kind of on that Pro Bowl caliber type of player. Not that he's as good as he, he is, but um but at least they could get a kind of a you know, even if it's a slight downgrade, you know. Um so so yeah, it, when when stuff like that happens, man, it you know Continuity is something that you, on offense, on especially with the offensive line, you kind of lean on. Uh, not having that in the interior of your offensive line is uh, is really bad. And um, and if you could get a player that's kind of on that level, you know, uh, it would help. So um, yeah, that's a really sad thing for them. I think I think I think the Eagles uh, is one of those teams that I think people are not talking about enough. Uh, and I think um, I think that's a big blow for them. If they could plug that hole in as best as they can, they could still cause a lot of problems. But yeah, I, I hope he gets better soon, man. And uh, I hope they could reach out and get Warford in house quickly as possible. Uh, hmm. I don't. I don't think I have much to say on this one either. Brooks get better. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 yeah, that's all I can say. But it's a but it is a big loss to the Eagles. So um, if the Eagles do sound Wolford or uh, you know make sure they could get it together before the preseason, then you know that would matter to them. Um, I still I still think it's holes that the Eagles um, need to fill. But you know losing that losing him is uh you know it's like hurtful, really hurtful towards this team, yep. uh, and also for Wentz too. <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of their strengths was their offensive line. They got, you know, top three, top four offensive line in football. So to lose to lose one of the best ones at that position, that's a that's a tough blow. You know, no matter who they bring in, you're not going to replace him. So. Right. Huge blow. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so let's get into our, uh, let's get into our next two divisions, better or worse. Uh, we're going to start off with the AFC North. Um, we're going to start off with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Sean, go right ahead. Uh, improvement or not? Slight. Uh, man, you got to be improved, man. <laughs> um, uh, the, <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL in 2019. So um, whatever additions they made, which I think kind of are in line with what their new coach, who was a rookie coach last year, needs um i think i think they i think they're definitely on the cusp of getting better um i think that i, I think i've made it uh, known that and i think everybody um uh, was in love with their with their brand new qb coming out of lsu 
I think the kid's going to be a star, but it's, um, I think the question was at the, in that offensive line. And I think they made certain strides there. I think there's work to be done, but I think it's better than the way it was last year. Um, I think with the return of their wide receiver that's been um, injured often, um, Green, with his return, I think um, him and, and their new um, uh, picks uh, they got in the draft, I think they're doing – they're um, I think they're uh, they're going to be better. I, I, it, it goes without saying, in my opinion, that they're going to be a better team, most likely, definitely more improved. Yeah, you, you definitely got to improve. I mean, they only won two games last year, so they are in a tough division, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. So, you know, you're not expecting a big difference in wins, but they should be a better team. And like you said, Burrow should be or could be a star in the future. But, you know, it's going to take some time. Got to rebuild this team, ground up, basically. So, uh, but I, I definitely think they're going in the right direction. So I'll say they're going to improve, that they have improved. Yeah, uh, I, I think they improved. Uh, they got they got not just Joe Burrow, but they also got T. Higgins, um, mm -hmm. which I love the, the pick for the Bengals. Uh, they moving in the right the right direction. Um, they they should have rebuilt a long time ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. Not like a long time ago, maybe a couple of years ago. But now is the time for them to do it. So this is this is the right step in the right direction. So they definitely improved. Um, the next team, Chris, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you know what, they finished 18, <laughs> but yeah, this is a tough one. I, I, I don't think they're taking a step back, but I think it, it's going to come down to Roethlisberger, you know, because they have nothing behind him again, hmm. really. So it's going to come down if he's healthy and if he can get back to his old ways. If he can go back to what he was, then yeah, they're going to be much better than eight wins, right? I mean, without him, they won eight games. So with him, they should win more. So I think it's all going to come down to him because other than that, they have a pretty good team around him. So uh, I'm going to say that they're going to be better. I'm going to assume that he's going to come back healthy and he'll be fine. So I'm going to say better. Yeah, man. Um, the, the, I, 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 the QB, man, there's an issue. Uh, I think, I think that defense is scary as hell. Uh, uh, nobody still can't block J TJ Watt. Uh, <laughs> the kid is, a this kid is crazy. Um, uh, I know th they have questions on their offensive line, um, but I think they're working on patching that up. Uh, but but I think the QB is the issue. And if and if uh, we could get any kind of semblance of what uh, the Pro Bowl QB that Roethlisberger used to be, um, I think I think they are definitely going to be a better team. And that's scary to say because they won. You know they what they won? How many games did they win last year? They won eight Seven. games, and they lost they won their last games. three. It's so. crazy. It, it's crazy. Think about good. think about how bad of a QB, of QB, how bad their QB play was. Oh, horrible. they had no they had no business winning that many games. It's true. You know this is this is the level of coaching and this is the level of organization that we see in the NFL where you always scratch your head. It's like they have no business winning that many games. How they do it because of, of how they, they do business. And I think uh, going forward, I, uh, especially this season, even under the, the circumstances that we are, we're at, I think, um, I think the Steelers are going to be another, uh, going to be another force to be reckoned with in the AFC, like always. So uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely going to go about the same to me. They're going to be seven, eight, nine games. 
I'm not on the the good, the better, or the or the worse. Um, it's, like y'all said, it's all dependent on Ben Roethlisberger. Because if Roethlisberger injured, they don't have no quarterback. Mason Rudolph, who who else? I mean, they quarterback. They don't have no options here. I still I still question their draft. Um, Chase Claypool drafted uh, <laughs> too early. But I'm not going to talk too much about their draft. Uh, their draft was was a little bit questionable for me. Um, so I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose neutral. Uh, maybe seven to eight wins. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's that's just my take on that. Uh, Charmin, we got Cleveland Browns. Oh, definitely a better team, man. Um, I think we got to start where it's supposed to start with uh, their leader, uh, who is uh, who sold his uh, football IQ for uh, amount of ads he could appear in, in a season. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think, I think that was really a bad misstep for the kid. Um, I, I, people uh, love to hate to hate him, but I think he's talented enough to be better than he played last season. Um, I think his coaches, his, his offensive coaches and his coach didn't give him a fighting chance too. I think that was part of it too. I think if he had a better a team surrounding him, um, I think that would have helped. Uh, um, so I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that he's gonna go back to the trajectory he was from his rookie year, on onto being a better player and a more dangerous player, given the line and the weapons that they've that they've fashioned for him. I think I think in I think in my opinion he's gonna be. Uh, this team is dangerous, man. I think I think they you know I think of course they they. Everybody, they just put too much expectations on them, um, and we knew what their issue was, and it's uh, disciplinary issues. Uh, you needed a coach that could run that kind of football team, and they chose the worst guy. They basically chose the guy selling hot dogs on the corner. Uh, so, you know, what are you gonna get from that? You know, we saw what that was. So, um, in my opinion. You get a more established offensive coordinator that kind of plays into the kind of football that Baker plays and with the weapons they have, I think they're going to be a, one of those teams. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people, in my opinion. Again, I'm not going to go out on the whole, oh, they're the most team in the AFC, Super Bowl bound, all that crap. No. I think they're going to be more uh, a very dangerous team in the NFL. They're going to cause a lot of people a lot of headaches this year. Yep. I, I think they're a much better team. Uh without a doubt, but like you're saying, it's definitely going to come down to Baker Mayfield. And I think he's one of those players that are in the make or break year. Even though I know it's still young, he's still young and it's only what is going to be his third year. Um, I still think this is a make or break year because he's got the talent around him. The offensive line is better. Coaching is better. So everything points to him now to get better. So the team around him is much better. So Got the weapons. Can't complain about that. The offensive line is better. So I think it's all to him. I think they are better. Yes, they did get better. But just like with uh, Pittsburgh, the quarterback play is going to determine how much better they, they've gotten. Uh, I think I think they've gotten better. But this is not just all on Baker Mayfield. This is also going to be on Landry, Beckham, uh, 
and also Hooper, uh, Austin, that, that just joined the team, which which they 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 should have one of the best wide receiver tight end uh, tandem uh, in the league. And it's no excuse. It should be no excuse for Baker Mayfield. It shouldn't be no excuse for the line. It shouldn't be no excuse for Freddie Kitchens. This is a make or break for Freddie Kitchens. If Kitchens don't take him to the playoffs, that's it. They out of there. <laughs> He's out of there. So, um, uh, Davin, but uh, Freddie Kitchens, uh, is Freddie Kitchens still the coach? No, yes, no, he no. ain't. No, oh, it's not. Shit. <laughs> my apologies, my apologies. I, my apologies. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking uh, a little bit. Uh, I forgot, but uh, yeah, uh, what's his what's his name? Still Chris, break for the um, team. What's, what's the kid? Who? What's the um, uh, what's his uh, Who's the I coach? had his name in my I head. For, the, I don't forgot, uh, I forgot, yeah, what yeah, I don't the, forgot the yeah, guy, yeah, right yeah. They just they just hired him, and for some reason, I you know, uh, <laughs> Kevin this is Spansky. bad. Kevin Stavansky, Schick. right, right, right. Stavansky. Stavansky, right. yeah, I forgot yeah. the the Vikings, Vikings yeah. coordinator. Uh, uh, yeah, but okay, so this is not make or break, but it's still make or break for for this team. There's still no excuse. It's no excuse for Baker. There's no excuse for the the wide uh, Beckham and them. So they improved, but um, I still I still think they're going to have a hard time. So, but that's just my opinion on that. Sorry, Freddie Kitchens, I forgot you was gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the uh, Ravens, uh, Charmin, the Ravens. Yeah, well, um, still the mm, most dangerous team in that in this conference, I guess. Uh, they're not missing anything, man. They still have Lamar Jackson. If he keeps again, if he keeps growing at the rate he's growing, another one of those new kids on the block, man. Uh, you don't want to face one of those white uh, quarterbacks. You don't want to face. Uh, 36 touchdowns last year, six interceptions, 1,200 plus rushing yards. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, it's crazy, you know. Um, they they had so many tight ends that were killing people. They basically traded one away. You know, think about this. You know, they, I think they – I think how many touchdowns did this kid, the Andrews kid have? Like, what is it, 13 touchdowns or whatever the hell he had as a tight end? I mean, and, and this is with wide receivers that are – Rookies, basically. Imagine when those wide receivers start growing up and actually enable, being able to separate and under, and and the quarterback understanding coverages a little more, and and uh, and being able to get the ball to his wide receivers. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, the 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 fact that you could even the, there's space to grow in this offense, an offense where where you threw 36 touchdowns and six interceptions, is kind of mind-boggling. You know, so yeah. Um, they're, they're still going to be a force, man. This is this is how it's going to be in the AFC for a while, uh, with the with the um, Kansas City Chiefs and the, and the, and the Ravens. I, in my opinion, this is how it's going to be, you know, until until something cracks. <laughs> I think that's how it's going to be. Now they they are what they are, man. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think I think they're still going to probably be in the in the in the AFC Championship game. Definitely, they they definitely. I, you know, they were 14 and two and can you say they got better? And I, I think you say, yeah, they, they, they did get better. Right. With the additions, Patrick Queen in the first round, JK Dobbins, they added. So, yeah. So I'm sure that's what all the coaches are saying. The defensive coordinators are saying, 
and you got Lamar Jackson another year to mature, you know. So, and you seen what he did last year. I know in the playoffs he, you know, didn't play so well, but definitely regular season he was unbelievable. So I, I can't see this team taking a step back. They're definitely the, the class of the uh, the AFC North. Obviously the Chiefs are in the AFC also. So like you said, probably AFC championship game for sure for these guys. Uh, but they do have to get that the Schneider off their they have to get the monkey off their back of you know Lamar Jackson not winning a playoff game. So that's gonna be big this year to win that. Yes. Yes, that that'd be big for them. Or else I think I think I think he made a comment about him underestimating the Titans, which is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard a football player say, or one of them, the most ridiculous thing. I'll excuse him for his youth. He's a young yeah, kid, yeah. so I'll excuse Don't him because him. you, yeah, you, you know, but but you, that's one thing you never say, because they right. wait, you're gonna play mm. playoff football in the NFL, and you went in underestimating your opponent. I mean, dude, did you watch the film? <laughs> you know, this, this, you know, this is the thing. I think we all, um, as fans on the street, we under we underestimated what um, what the Titans could do. But after that first playoff game. After beating the, the the in New England, everybody should be pay should have been paying attention. Especially if you're the one going to play them, you know you should have been you know being like, yo, what's going on here? Because when was the last time a team went into Patriots home and beat them? You know this team did that. Man, I gotta pay attention to what they're doing. And the fact that you went out and said that you know you underestimated a team that just beat New England, I don't know. That's questionable in my opinion, but. Like I said before, um, it is what it is, man. Still uh, a scheme that nobody has an answer for. Uh, still an offensive line that's out up there. One of the better offensive lines in the league. One of the more dangerous offensive players in the league. And uh, one of the best co- well-coached defenses in the league. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, Davin Blue and Javi. Um, I just want to see that, uh, you know, the Ravens did improve. Um, never under especially the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry was on fire. Um, and, I, and I'm the one that took the gambles uh, on y'all. I might take a gamble on y'all this year, too, you know. But we'll see what happens along the season, along the lines. But, yeah, Ravens definitely improved. Great draft. I'm not going to say this is all Lamar Jackson, but I, I would like to improve the playoffs, and I want to see this Ravens improve in the playoffs so Lamar can get his win, but other than that, yes, greatly, greatly improved. Let's move on to the AFC South. Chris, we got the Jaguars. Jaguars, I, I think they're going to take a step back this year. Uh, they're trying to build around Minshew. Uh, they traded away Foles, um, traded away a couple other guys. They were trying to get rid of, uh, what's his name, Ngakwe, but they didn't get any yes. major takers there. So um, I, I, I think they're in for – I, I, th- I definitely think they're in for a tough season this year. Minshew, you know, it depends on what you think, on what side you're on with him. Is he good? Is he, you know, not so good? Uh, we'll definitely find out this year. 
But uh, I, I think uh, Jacksonville is definitely going to take a step back this year. I think they're in the rebuilding process. You know, they're one of those teams. They did have a couple of first-round picks. They did pick up Chase on and C.J. Henderson in the first round. So, yeah, I mean, they did get – they did bring in a lot of picks, but I just think they're a year or two away from really getting better. So, I think they're going to take a step back. Yeah, who's who's playing quarterback for the for them? I think Minshew. Okay. Uh are you on are you in? Oh out. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't know if I've seen enough of him last year to really but I'm the what I seen, I didn't think he was that good. But I don't know what you guys think. I don't know. I, I think I think I think he's one of those players that's uh uh, middle of the road, in my opinion. I think he has his play, his days where he looks pretty good, and he has his days. And I think, and I think that's probably with any rookie QB. So I will, I will kind, of, I won't hold that against him. Um, uh, let's. I, I think I saw enough splash plays to think that I would give him another look. Uh, I'll keep paying attention. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the future, but you know, we'll see. Um, I think the question is the. That team has basically lost so many talented players, you know. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. You know, you lose players like Calais Campbell and A.J. Boye, you know, Marquise Lee. I know I know, Marquise Lee has been injured, but when he was on the field, he produced for them. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, you know, you lose that many talent in, in, that, in a couple of years. That's a problem, you know, in my opinion. So... So I so I agree with you. I think they're I think they're one of those teams that are kind of uh, on the outside looking in when it comes to um, improvement. Um, I think they're you know I think they their draft wasn't bad. I, I I'm not really mad at at at, at, a little, at their picks. Um, I think I think they I think one of their my favorite young quarter um, wide receivers in the league uh, uh, is Sharks. I loved their pick their, their pick last year. Um, so I, I there, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of players they they got I I think they I think they also got an offensive line uh, Ben Barch that I like too so they 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 did a lot of uh, additions but I think yeah that's yeah they had a lot of picks and I, I think I think at the end of the day um um I think they got uh um uh Lavisca Chenault too right. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, in my opinion, like you, I agree with you. I think I think they have talent, but I think it is one of those teams on the outside looking in when it comes to improvements. I think they're going to be on the back end of things this year. I think I think it's going to take a couple more years of adding up of of experience too, not only adding more talent but experience to get them back to where they were a couple years ago. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to basically say, uh, they, since they rebuilding, I'm going to say they didn't improve, but, uh, they have rebuilding and they need, and they just have to, they have a lot of open slots left. So I, I want to see what happens with them. Uh, so the next team that we have is the Colts, Sharman. Yeah, um, I think I think the QB and the QB is the is the answer here. Um, yeah, what what is what Philip Rivers are we gonna see? Are we gonna see the Philip Rivers that is the you know 
old Pro Bowl quarterback with the magic arm, you know, or are we going to see the guy we saw last year? And I know a lot of people are going to say that their offensive line was bad. And, um, and that probably contributed to a lot of his play. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to make that excuse. I think I saw too many ridiculous picks uh, for me to say that um, that was the only issue. I think he, he basically was taking a lot of uh, risks out there. And um, he's going to a place where he won't have to deal with the issues on offensive line because that offensive line is one of the better offensive lines in the league. I think he's, he won't have to worry about weapons because they will have weapons for him. Um, so I think, I, think they're, I think, in my opinion, uh, they're a very hungry team. I think they're going to be improved a lot um, on both sides of the football. Uh, I, I think they're one of those teams that I think everybody should look out for uh, this season. Definitely improve. Yeah, this team, I would say, definitely got better through the draft. And with picking up uh, uh, Philip Rivers to, to play quarterback, I think that was their, their weak link last year. Like you said, really good offensive line. Um, and they, they didn't have Hilton for a few games as well. He was out for about six games, I think. So that hurt them. Um, but they also drafted a couple of big names. They drafted Michael Pittman, who a lot of Jet fans wanted <laughs> because of a little connection to uh, Sam Donald. And they also picked up Jonathan Taylor in the second round, too, running back. He was, he was great in Wisconsin. So I think he's going to definitely add it to the Colts. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think this team is going to be, if not the best team in the division, right up there. Uh, it's going to be a team to watch out for if Rivers gets back to what he was two years ago. Not last year, obviously, but if he goes back to the way he was two years ago, then this is a team that uh, might – you know, might be in that AFC championship game that we were talking about earlier. Earlier, uh, I'm neutral, um, only because of Phillip Rivers. If he played the way how he played with the Chargers last season, then, then, then I, I would, I would think they, they didn't get better because they right now they should be a, a playoff team. Um, maybe not. Who, who knows? But if if Rivers don't get it together, then. I'm, I'm going to say if Rivers don't get it together, then I'm going to say this team definitely not improved. But if Rivers get it together, I will say they definitely improved. So it's all on Rivers. But I'm neutral on this one. Uh, we have the Texans, Chris. Texans, uh, I'm going to say neutral only because I don't – I just – I'm not on the Tannehill bandwagon that, you know, some people seen last year. I've seen a pretty good quarterback, but you know what? We've seen him be decent. Um, Texans? Oh, you said Texans or um, – <laughs> I said Titans. I'm sorry. <laughs> Texans. Uh, definitely, I'm going to say, are going to take a step back this year. Um, the big trade, obviously, trading away um, DeAndre um, – I'm sorry, uh trading away DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that's going to hurt them big time. Uh, they, they didn't improve the offensive line, you know, not through the draft or anything. They waited till I think it was the fourth round to, to draft a, a lineman. And I thought that was their weakness. Uh, Watson's going to get beat up back there. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say they're going to take a step back also because of 
the, the Colts are going to come up, and Titans should be okay as well. But but I think they 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 they're definitely going to take a step back. Yeah, um, they still didn't answer the question with their offensive line, man. Uh, I, I mean, when you have a talented quarterback like uh, like Watson, why why aren't you dealing? I mean, I, I Larry Tunsil is one guy. He can't do the job of every other player, you know. They have they have okay players, you know, on their offensive line. But you know, I I don't think I don't think some some of those guys are just okay guys, are average guys in my opinion. Um, so I, I you know I don't know, man. Um, uh, uh, defense on defense. Um, what are they on defense? Uh, JJ Watt is JJ Watt. Whitney Merciless is he is who he is, you know. Uh, no more Jadavian Clowney, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know they had the issue on their back end with corners and stuff, and I, which which I think they did draft a few uh, guys. Um, did they? Um, you know, I, I'm 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 out on them, man. I, I I'm sorry, I'm. I'm out. I'm a little out on them. I think I think Watson will push them to more wins than they should, because that's what he does. But uh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs again this season. I think they're going to be out. Of, they'll be. They'll take a step back. Who does the Texans and wide receiver have other than uh, who is it? Fulton. Fuller. They got Will Fuller. Yeah. They got Kenny Stills. Yeah, Will Fuller. Yeah. Fuller. Will Fuller. Kenny Stills. Uh, who else they got? Yeah, they don't. They they don't have that many. Um, who they draft for? I, I think they draft. Um, did they draft a receiver? I don't know. Did they? I don't, I don't think oh, they draft someone in the fifth round. Isaiah Coulter. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. I I forgot oh. about I forgot about Brand. They got Brandon Cooks from the Rams. Oh Lord! Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So they have Brandon Cooks, yeah. Will Fuller, and uh, the other kid that you just mentioned. Right, Brandon um, Cooks, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller. Kenny Stills, yeah. And 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 in reality, on the books, if you look at that, that that's pretty talented. Um, they they have uh, all right. um, all right. they're all very they're all very fast uh, guys. Um, but if you ask, you know, who who would be the number one guy? Who would be uh, the guy that would take the defenses? Uh, <laughs> oh, they also know. signed Randall Cobb too. Yeah, oh, you know, which is where Cobb is okay. You know, Cobb is not at the best. He's not. He's not at the top of his game anymore. No, you know? he's getting up there. You know, I think. I think. I think if you call it the right type of offense, I think these guys could fit in it. It's still question. You know, who's the guy that's gonna take take the defense and 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 you know. And every defense coming in gonna be like, oh man, we gotta take care of this guy because Watson. I love I I love Will Fuller, but the problem with Will Fuller is that he can't stay on the field. You know, right. he's been it's injured almost every season he's been there. Um, so um, I think I think everybody else is like second. You know, yeah, Brandon those, Cooks is all the new additions you know. gonna equal DeAndre Hopkins. You know, combined, <laughs> that's the big. Yeah, thing. I mean, think about yeah. what he did last year. DeAndre, uh, he got. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had 104 catches and 1,165 yards and seven touchdowns. So, 
that's uh, that's gonna be tough to to you know replace. Can those two guys do it? We'll see. And can Fuller stay healthy, like you said? Oh, well, that will be that. In my opinion, that'd be up to the coach because with the change in <laughs> of your, with, let's not get into that. that. <laughs> the changing of your um, yeah. With your changing of your offense, basically the kind of talent you have on offense, I would think right. that you would start changing your the way you call your offense, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think of this coach as a coach that's willing to change, or is he is he hard headed? I guess we're gonna find out. Don't uh, yeah, <laughs> don't. I was about to say, don't answer that question. He'll answer it for you. <laughs> we will find out. We will find out. <laughs> we will find out. Yeah. Uh. Bill O'Brien, uh, the Texans still have have one of the worst drafts this year. So um, yeah, I think they're going to they're going to go a step backwards unless Deshaun pops a, a big number. But I know I, <laughs> I'm going Brian. Um, that's ain't nothing. Changed. Uh, see. Tennessee, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say neutral. You used that word before, so I'm gonna use neutral. I don't think they're gonna be much better, but I don't think they're gonna be much worse either. Because um, I, you know, like I said, I'm not big on Ryan Tannehill. I think he's okay. You know, he's serviceable. What he did last year, nothing great, nothing bad. You know, just average to me quarterback. He played well. Um, I don't see much improvement out of this team. You know, they still have Henry, so they're still going to probably run the ball a lot. So I, I just I, – I don't know. They're in a tough division. Not a super tough division, but um, I don't know. I think they're going to be neutral. They're still going to be good. They're just – I don't think they're going to take a step up to where they, they, they needed to be next year. From last year to this year, I don't think it's going to be a step up. I think they, they hit their ceiling last year, and that's basically, you know, which is not bad. You're still going to get 10 wins, 11 wins maybe, playoff team probably, and, you know, then you take your chances in the playoffs. But I don't think Tannehill's the guy that's going to take the next step or the team itself. So I'm going to say neutral. Yeah, I think, the, I think, I think when it comes to um, the quarterback play, I don't, I don't think they highlight him. I don't think uh, – I don't think they're uh, asking him to do too much, and that's why he fits that job so perfectly. If and and I I have to say this over and over again, um, Tannehill has never been in a situation where he's been used where the way he should have been used. Because what Tannehill could do for you is this: if you let Tannehill throw ten passes a game, where the risk is minimized by the fact that you have a ridiculous running game where, you know, you have to run eight and nine-man boxes, and then that gives him a lot of space to throw the ball downfield. He could kill you because he, he has the arm to throw six, seven great passes a game. The problem is the other four or five passes he would do that he'll probably throw to the, to the other team. But if you minimize those passes, then, you know, you kind of highlight what he could do and kind of, take him, his, the bad out of the, you know, out of him a little bit. And I think that's what Tennessee did last year. I think if you continue playing football that way, where he's not really the one, you know, the engine that runs the team, 
I think they could still be a pretty dominant defense. I think one of the things, I mean, offense, I think one of the question is, the, my question is um, they, they lost their right tackle. Uh, they drafted the kid. I forget his name. Um, is he adequate? Uh, you know, is he adequate for, for, for what them, uh, Wilson, Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson. Yeah. Um, is he adequate to play OT, uh, right tackle? Is he going to be better than, than the guy they just lost? Um, is that, that's my question. Uh, my other question is, uh, one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL, they just let go, uh, mm-hmm. in Hampton. Um, you know, I mean, that defense kind of, you know, being stout on, uh, in the front and being able to, uh, basically, uh, you know, kind of, uh, trick offenses into, you know, and into bad throws because that's what they do. They kind of, they play, they play, uh, they kind of, uh, they're kind of an amoeba where they, you know, they never, you never know really what formation they're in. You know, cover two might turn into cover three, and then cover three might turn into cover two. You know, this is it's basically a disguised base scheme. You know, they're never in where what you think they are, and it's because of all the kind of uh, senior uh, talent on the league and, and on on their team, especially in the DB room. Um, I, I we've said it over and over again. They have probably one of the better safeties in the NFL. Um, they have a lot of talent in that DB room. So, um, uh, in my opinion, on the whole, they're still going to be one of those teams that you have to watch out for. I don't think it, they're going to sneak up on anybody again. Um, and they're going to, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where they slip into the, into the, into the, um, in the playoffs. So if they're not going to make the playoffs, I guess that is a step back in my opinion. So yeah. I will, uh, in my opinion, I think they'll take a slight step slight back. Step back. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at it real quick before uh, Davin gets in on this. I look at it this way. Teams know that, like you said, uh, Henry's going to be the guy that's going to take them wherever they're going to go, right? So they're going to load up the box, and they're going to dare them to, to try to throw the ball and just, you know what, stop Derrick Henry and say, okay, try to throw the ball. And – are they going to dare Tannehill to beat them? And that's what it's going to come down to. And can this guy step up and be that kind of quarterback? I just don't know. I, I don't think so, but we'll see. Um, the only thing I'm going to say is I'll give it a neutral. Uh, I'll, I'll just wait and see what happens with that one. Um, but that's it for the podcast. Uh, please make sure to give us some feedback. Give us a like. Um, until, until next time, we're taking flight. We're out of here. Take flight. Take flight.